Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast made by fans like you, for fans like you. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. I am your host, Joe Kuzma, and I am exhausted, folks. Jeez, these weeknight games, particularly preseason games, should just be called painful games to watch. I often wonder if I would rather have my teeth pulled, my eyes gouged out. I can't tell you the range of emotions that it's like when you have backups or backups of backups of backups out there. We've got guys on the field in the second half that's just, I don't even know it's worth talking about guys like Maxi. Roscoe, uh, Shabazz. I mean, geez, oh man, it's just, it's so painful to watch these games. I mean, even the referees, you could see Gene Statator, he's just, he wore his whistle out for this entire game with the amount of penalties, mistakes, and just poor football overall. And of course, of course, of course, I know everybody is just waiting to say, Joe, what is wrong with you? We we told you so. Landry Jones, Landry Jones, Landry Jones. Look a little deeper beneath the surface. I'm gonna I'm gonna point out a tweet that I received last night from Xander at Rounder Eight Twenty Nine. He says at Steel City Undergur, I'm intrigued to see how you stick up for Landry this week. Ha <laughs> ha. And I told him, just wait. Just wait because I've got a lot. I've got a handful of excuses. I told him you would hear it in the morning, I promised. And 
I don't know. This is just a lot of people see the four interceptions, okay? And I will say one thing positive about the four picks. The defense only gives up three points. It was part of the final two minutes there. Uh, the defense played pretty solid in the first half. I mean, uh, at first I was a little sketchy on the third down defense. They did give it up. But remember, on the other side of the field, there's another set of professional football players, a professional football team that's got the same goal that the Pittsburgh Steelers do. So sometimes you do have to get credit where credit's due. Everybody on the field is a professional football player. So not all the time you're going to shut people out. This isn't John Madden football. This is not a video game. This is real life. Although I do feel like sometimes when Madden cheats, you do throw four interceptions. But I told you I'd have I'd have the excuses. Really, the big disappointment for me tonight, even though there wasn't the fumbles. Sammy Coates comes through with a really nice clutch catch, and pretty much that was the nicest play. Well, Landry Jones had some solid play moving the team up and down the field twice there. But let me tell you, folks, uh, right out the gate, right out the gate, let's talk about Darius Hayward Bay. This ball, and I'm talking with my cousin and some of the other friends, some of the guys that are part of the Steel City Underground team. Eric Herman was in the house for probably for a very not-so-exciting Thursday night game. (laughs) And then, of course, I'm always talking with Nate Bodner from the Steel City Report and me and Nate going back and forth on Twitter and, and some private messages and whatnot. And Nate is just totally ecstatic with the fact that Dak Prescott had a good showing for the Cowboys last week in LA in that major that game that felt like a real prime time unveiling for Los Angeles and the Rams playing there in the Coliseum for the first time in God knows how many years, twenty years or so. And it looked like Dak Prescott is the man. Well, when you're running with the ones and you have Des Bryant playing on the field, you should hopefully look pretty good. I guarantee you Landry Jones would look a lot better if maybe he had Antonio Brown or Marcus Wheaton out there, but instead he's throwing to Darius Hayward Bay who wears number 88 and on the very first play he gets one of these nice little Haley, let's just let's air it out downfield. The ball's right there and hits Darius Hayward Bay right in between the two eights on his jersey and falls incomplete. You cannot imagine how frustrated I am and a lot of people will look at that right out the gate and go, oh, Landry Jones is a bomb. Let's get rid of him. And, of course, we have the interceptions to cover. And one of those first ones is just a, a little uh, a little inside uh, a little inside play there where it's a timing route. And I'm going to say it might be this might be where the team comes into the whole pl- the, the whole picture here, because, of course, you have to have run re- the receivers running the right routes. I went over this with the uh, dissemination of the Lions game and Hayward Bay possibly running the wrong route or Landry Jones just throwing it in the wrong spot. I mean, this happens, too. If you have a be- you could have the best uh, wide receivers out there and a terrible quarterback and they're just the. Look at Demarius Thomas last year. I mean, Peyton Manning had a pretty awful year. Demarius Thomas wasn't exactly the world beater that he had been for previous years, and that guy is an all-pro. He's always a perennial pro bowler, so that's just an example of what happens. I mean, even Brock Osweiler was having trouble finding him, and you go back and forth with that. It'll be interesting to see. I don't want to make this the show about the Broncos, but just to make some comparisons there, uh, Sammy Coates, does he turn in enough time? Does he make that cut? Looks like, does Landry let go of that ball a little early? I mean, Landry has been known to throw interceptions in that same spot. Uh, speaking with someone earlier in the day about the Kansas 
Kansas City Chiefs game, and he made a very similar pick there. He also made a very similar pick in the playoff game against the Bengals. So maybe it's not the strongest spot for Landry Jones. It definitely looked like he and Sammy Coates weren't on the same page. But they were on the same page when you had that video replay review, the challenge for that catch. I'm glad. You know what? I'm very glad that Mike Tomlin did that. He didn't have to. It's a preseason game. You could just go through the paces. But I really did think that both of those men, Landry Jones and Sammy Coates, they worked really hard for that play. And Mike Tomlin challenges that play, gets it overturned. It's ruled a catch. And that's really a a confidence booster for both. But at this time, I think both of these guys, they're just demoralized after this game. I mean, Landry Jones has to be – he's a professional player. He's got to shake it off, and I'm sure he knows. He's not going to throw anyone under the bus. Big Ben never throws anyone under the bus. It's just that's not the Steeler way. But just to look at this, that replay – uh, Landry Jones standing uh, tall in the pocket. He was moving the team down the field, and then, uh, and then of course, he felt the pressure. He moves up. He gets set. He throws down the field. Sammy makes a nice little uh, toe-tap catch, and there you go. That's what we expect to see. But then we see later, we see a play in the end zone, and once again, one of these long passes, a very similar type of fade route that we saw uh, last week with Darius Hayward Bay, a post route in the back of the end zone. And also we, we saw it in the previous preseason. We saw Landry Jones throw one, I think it was against the Packers, with Shaq Phillips, who's no longer with this team, I believe due to injury. But um, we've seen that this is a play that Landry Jones is capable of making. And unfortunately what ends up happening instead is Sammy Coach just gets out-muscled by, I think, Grimes, the corner for the Eagles, and it's another interception. And the third one of the game at that point, because the second one, Colby Ham, uh, sorry, I couldn't say his name, but Hamilton, he just, he, he's fight, he kind of fights for the ball. He kind of half ass puts his hand out there. There's no other way of saying it. I'm sure that's the way the coach is saying it. It's a tip ball, and there's a, another defender right there, and it, it's intercepted. And that's the type of stuff that happens in these games. Is that necessarily Landry Jones' fault? I don't know. He put the ball. He put the ball up there. Obviously, Hamilton was the only one who could get his hand on it. Unfortunately, he puts his hand on it and puts it into the hands of uh, an Eagles defender. So I'm not necessarily going to blame him on that one. I am going to blame Sammy Coates on the on the second one that was in the end zone that should have ended up in points. He looked like he kind of just stopped and, or just. He, he didn't battle for that position, and much like the first one I felt, you got to get in there. You heard Charlie Batch say the same thing on TV, doing the color commentary. Got to love Charlie. We're not try- I'm not going to make too many excuses here. I've already made enough, but the fourth interception, if you don't understand football and see Jesse James missing a block and Landry Jones getting absolutely tattooed to where the ball is just released kind of halfway as he's throwing it, and it's just open season for anyone all you could ever hope for is that that thing just hits the dirt and you get another chance a a chance to live another down and that is not what happened and unfortunately Landry Jones gets uh one two three four in that column on the interceptions uh Whew, I don't know what else you could say. It wasn't looking too much better for Dustin Vaughn out there at times either. And like I was saying with the second half, the defense and offense has a number of guys that were out there 
that aren't necessarily they might not be around here the next time we have a game. So, but Landry Jones needs some help. His receivers have to help him. We heard that throughout the game. Xavier Xavier Grimble comes out there as a tight end and drops an easy one that's right in his hands. And you see a few of those happen and some of it's just unfamiliarity. You don't these guys have been practicing for how long now? It's the second week of the preseason. I'm going to be saying a lot of this stuff the second week into the regular season, even with the starters, because even Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin and some of these uh, premier coaches in the NFL have said like the first four games or so, your first quarter of the NFL season now, the way collective bargaining and stuff is. For those of you who watch Hard Knocks, Jeff Fisher talked about it the other night on HBO. It's Training camp's not the way it used to be. And it's it's a lot different. They're showing tackling robots. It was kind of cool. They're sicking it on different players there. Like Tavon Austin took took a swing at it. I mean, they're just uh, that was really funny. I thought that was cool. They were pranking guys as they're walking into the Rams facility. They're sending. If you haven't seen these things, they they kind of look like um, oh the regular little padded uh, tackling whatever you want to call it. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of a kid's toy. For those of you, at least. I don't know if they still have these, but when I was growing up in the 80s there, you had these things that you would blow up. They were inflatable. They had this, this uh, round bottom, so if you hit it, they would bounce back up. That's what these tackling robots look like. But they have wheels on the bottom, and they're, they have a remote control, like a remote control car. Uh, with the with the antenna on it, and it almost looks like an Xbox controller that they control this thing with with the sticks, and then they stick it on. They're sticking it on guys as they're entering the facility. So uh, it's just that's a whole whole different ball game now. Of course, they didn't have the robots back uh, in the early '90s that Jeff Fisher was talking about, and when he was originally with the Rams, believe it or not. So. Uh, things have changed so much. I mean, you even see it with the poor tackling. These guys don't get as much. And the Steelers practice in pads probably more than anybody, too. So they should be somewhat more prepared, even if they're not allowed the physicality and whatnot. A lot of that has to do with the concussion thing. I mean, we're not going to kid each other here. The NFL doesn't want lawsuits, so they don't want guys getting – and nobody – and the owners that are paying the millions and millions of mega bucks to these players don't want guys getting banged around and hurt and – camps and practices before the season starts either they need those guys on sunday they need tv ratings they need merchandise sales they need wins not losses so but i mean jesse james uh we're covering the tight ends a little bit here xavier grimble with a little bit limited of a showing with the one drop jesse james actually looked pretty strong he kind of looked heath like a few times there but then the missed block which led to Landry Jones getting tattooed and giving up an interception there because the ball just comes loose. He gets cracked from his right side, just had had no chance. It did not see that coming. Uh, but I did see a little bit of promise. I thought Jesse James looked pretty good there. Uh, looking forward to seeing a little bit more. Eli Rogers actually looked fairly promising there in the first half. The guy's quick. He's elusive. I mean, dare I say, a little bit like an Ant- a young Antonio Brown. Uh, like they were saying on the one tackle, uh, they got his shoelaces. I mean, he gets that foot up. I think the guy's gone. I, and then if you have a player that's shifty like Eli has shown so far, good hands. Because if you think Landry Jones is a terrible quarterback, he shouldn't be completing passes to Eli Rogers. If he is, then we'll give the credit to Eli Rogers then. So let's just say Landry's terrible, awful, just dog crap if you want to call him that. Okay, so the ball gets to Eli Rogers somehow. He has good hands, and he, and he takes off with it. So 
I like what I'm seeing with Eli Rogers. We didn't get to really see much but a punt return, uh, what, two games so far. Most of them have either been over his head for a touchback or he's had a fair catch. So he's making good decisions even there. That's still a decision regardless if he's bringing the ball out or not. I think that's very smart, and he seems very headstrong so far. Very much looking forward to seeing Never know. A lot of people think this guy is a sleeper. A lot of people think this is a guy who could be starting in the regular season. Very interesting to think. I think we still have a wide receiver spot that's up for grabs. Could Eli Rogers be running up the depth chart? Like I said, Darius Hayward Bay, he's been disappointing me. He had the one catch for the touchdown, but otherwise, I haven't seen a couple snags here or there. I think he had one maybe for a first down on that one on the very first drive. And then, of course, Sammy Coates, like I said, maybe a little bit more of improvement because he didn't lose the ball. But if he if he doesn't fumble twice in this game, I think he's still at least attributed to two plays where the ball was turned over. So he may have some partial fault where Landry Jones isn't 100% at fault. If you haven't shut me off by now, <laughs> just just stick with me. I'm not going to talk about Landry too much more. But what else are you going to do? At this point, maybe you hope that Bruce heals his hamstring up. I mean, no team is at full strength when they're playing with backups anyways. Just got to protect the football and not turn it over. That is the inconsistency maybe of Landry Jones, but again, he's putting the ball where he needs to put it. It's a limited playbook, and I think everybody on the field pretty much, hey, I was able to call a few plays here sitting on the couch Last night, I was able to call, hey, this third down play is going to go to Jesse James. I've seen it a million times. Other teams have seen this too. Once again, other side of the field, that whole coaching staff, all those guys wearing helmets, professionals. Don't forget that. So if they, if I've seen it and I'm sitting on the couch without a helmet and not getting the fat paycheck from one of these NFL franchises, then certainly they have seen it. And it's a limited playbook, and you know that they want to get the ball to Sammy Coates. I said it for the preview of this game heading into it that they might get him and they should get him involved early. So don't think that the players and coaches don't know that. That has a lot to factor into it, too, as far as your plays and whatnot. And like I said, I was a little concerned early about the third down defense, but that got turned around pretty quick. I I liked what I saw out there. I saw Shamarco Thomas even make a really good play in the open field, and then I saw him blow a few later on in the game, including the one touchdown run where he should have blown up the play. I I don't understand what happens sometimes. I'm not going to try to understand it, and I'm not going to try and overthink it. Of course, I'm reacting to this after just having watched the game. I haven't seen all of the different game film. I haven't done any replays, so I may come back and say, hey, you know what, that wasn't really his fault. I think I was talking with Nate about this. There was something I, I can re- do a retraction on Shamarco from the Lions game where I suppose what happened was, and I didn't hear this directly, and I maybe sometimes I just kind of uh, zone out when Mike Tomlin is talking in one of these press conferences or interviews or whatnot, but I guess Dorn Grant had blitzed on a play he wasn't supposed to, and that's why that part of the field looked so wide open. I thought maybe it was Shamarco's assignment, but here – he may as well just had 10 guys instead of 11 on the field when one doesn't one someone else misses their assignment and makes another player look bad so uh owning it up where I'll own it up that was not Shamarco's fault but once again 
talking about this, got to look at some of these other things. Sometimes you look at the film and you don't know what someone's assignment is anyways. Uh, sometimes it's more obvious than other times what somebody should be doing there. When somebody asks the coaches the questions, sometimes they'll an- uh, answer it honestly. And then you go, oh, well, that, okay, that makes sense. And that's exactly where a play like that comes from. So the third down defense, once again, uh, they ended up holding, like I said, four turnovers, and they're only giving up three points because, of course, the other one was a pick six, so it was Philadelphia's defense that scored on the Steelers. These teams are going to meet again. It's going to be interesting to see because you had guys like Sam Bradford out there and um, a lot of the starting d- defense as well where the Steelers are just sitting all their starters. I mean, uh, the running game, I thought, was a little weak to start. I didn't think Fitz Toussaint showed a whole lot. I think when we get to this regular season game and you have, well, hopefully we have Le'Veon Bell out there or D'Angelo Williams out there. Uh, trying to think when the Eagles game actually is in the whole mix of this. It might be in the first four, but I have to look at the schedule. I don't have it in front of me, but you get either one of those two, uh, running back one or running back one A, as we've been calling them. You get one of those guys out there on the field, they're gonna, I think they're going to lay down the hammer because Daryl Richardson, he's shifty. He's got some vision. Um, we don't know his story. Like Mike Tomlin has said, I don't care about these guys' stories. Once you're here, you're a stealer and all that's behind you. So now that he's here, it's like, wow, where's this guy been for the last few years you can't tell me that <laughs> no other NFL team wanted him especially for being a seventh round a former seventh round pick I do remember him vaguely in well St. Louis formerly now uh the LA team the Rams I mean, he was drafted there I remember him playing a little bit and the guy looks pretty good I'm gonna admit um he's gonna definitely put the pressure on this team as far as a listing names on the depth chart. You never know. He may even see some, a snap on a third down, or if we happen to have a suspension, he could be the change of pace guy who gives D'Angelo Williams a breather should Bell miss the first four games. And as long as he protects the football, we saw him bobble one on a snap uh, in, the I think, the beginning of the second half, maybe. And as long as he protects the football, I mean, that was the thing. I mean, that's the only thing we really said that was bad about Fitz Toussaint, too, was the not protecting the football in the Denver game, the one fumble, right? So uh, the, the running game, I'm going to give it a little bit of time, too, because they're mixing some different guys out there. You had um, Ryan Harris playing over on the right side for Marcus Gilbert. And uh, Big Al, Big Al, I thought, had a pretty good showing uh, for the night as well. So he comes back and not beat as bad. Uh, and I thought he had a pretty solid half or whatever he was in for. So they're mixing guys in and out of there. Of course, Pouncey comes back. Pouncey looks looks good, looks like his old self. And then Cody Wallace comes in and plays some center too. So not so bad. Um, whoops, already screwing up here on the show notes. Uh, I don't want to talk about Kobe Hamilton again. And I definitely don't need to talk about Sammy Coates anymore. But Big Al, trying to check him off my list here. I I love the guy. Another guy that's really been impressing me in these preseason games, and he's been a lot of of talk out of camp with LJ Fort. These Steelers, they've got a lot of linebackers that are in queue here. And Travis Feeney getting some snaps tonight as well. Just so many guys. I just I don't know how they decide who's going to do what. I would have never even guessed L.J. Fort would have got the looks that he's been getting. Uh, he's coming out there pretty much as almost like the the backup, even ahead of Steven Johnson at this point, kind of filling the old Sean Spence role. Could be the special teamer like Spence. 
And, of course, he's playing opposite with uh, or, or in tandem there with Vince Williams. So those are the guys backing up the starters, Lawrence Timmons and Ryan Shazier. So what? I don't know. LJ Fort getting in there. He was getting some pressure, made some good plays, good coverage. The guy looks pretty solid. He's definitely a surprise. And I remember when Eric wrote his article about the biggest mystery players on this Steelers roster, and LJ Fort was one of them. I was like, come on, man, really? Really? So uh, that's kind of funny. Um, but, hey, you know what? Sometimes we see things, uh, some people see things that I don't see and vice versa. So hopefully I'm seeing something different with Landry Jones. And there he is again. He's going to become the new Brandon Boykin of the show. Yes, I got Brandon Boykin's name just fit right in there. But uh, I got teased sometimes. Hey, you know what? You should go buy a Landry Jones jersey. I said, you know what? That's a really good idea. So <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people felt really confident with Charlie Batch in his time here in Pittsburgh. And I think one of these things is I don't know what it is. I mean, Charlie Charlie won some surprising games. He had beaten the Ravens before. Uh, he's He's a local guy, obviously. That plays a lot into it as well. But he didn't necessarily have like the greatest career as a Pittsburgh Steeler. In fact, for his time that he had played, he was here for eight years. And I think I incorrectly said before that he had a 6-6 six and six record. He had actually a 6-3 and three record as a Steeler. He had started nine games. His completion percentage was under 60%. He had 59.4. He was actually fairly terrible in his time in Detroit because uh, Batch with 61 TDs to 52 interceptions and a 56.6 completion percentage just was not really getting it done in his 55 starts as a Lion. So, or I'm sorry, not 55 starts as a Lion. I'm looking at his career numbers. I apologize. He had a 56%, 56.0% career completion percentage going 19 and 27 and 46 games for the Detroit Lions with 49 TDs and 40 picks. His, where he goes 500 here is his TD to interception ratio as a Pittsburgh Steeler, 12 and 12. And of course, Charlie had some bad games as a Steeler too. I think some of those may have been just forgiven because he come, he came away with some wins here or there. Uh, one of my more fond memories, like I may have mentioned before, was having the flu. And I actually, I think, got the flu because I was I got sick, literally almost as sick as I got watching the preseason game against the Eagles last night. I almost got just as sick in Cleveland watching a game where uh, Charlie Batch comes in up at Cleveland. And I think there's a total either the Steelers had seven turnovers, something like that. I remember Chris Rainey was there. I can't remember the year. It was probably 2012 or 2013. And it was a low-scoring game, and the Steelers ended up losing a game. I mean, nobody wanted to win this game. If you remember it, too, it was just ugly. I was literally physically bedridden, laying on my couch, piled under blankets with the flu, and watched Charlie Batch lead the Steelers the next week to beating the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. The total unthinkable. So I think some of those things like sit really, really nice and pretty with our memory of Charlie Batch. And we just don't have those type of memories yet with Landry Jones, though he's had his opportunity so, Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, November 25th, 2012. 
And let me find some player stats. And we're looking at Charlie Batch throwing three picks in this game. No touchdowns, 20 of 34 for 199 yards, a 38.7 quarterback rating. Just just an absolutely miserable game. There's actually eight turnovers in this game. The Steelers had fumbled the ball eight times and lost five of them. And just one of the most miserable games I had ever witnessed my team play, especially against in-person against Cleveland. It's just, that was just bad, just really bad. And then, like I said, Charlie comes back the following week, and they beat the Ravens. Uh, Last-second field goal, if I remember correctly, a 23-20 to game in Baltimore. And they end up, this was the the one year they end up 8-8 eight and eight before uh, this, this was after the whole Tebow debacle in the previous year's playoffs. So a lot of people with a lot of rosy memories of Charlie Batch, I love Charlie. I'm not going to rag on him. I'm not going to say that Landry is going to be a local hero like Charlie would be either. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? You never know. You never know what's going to happen. But I can tell you one thing. the It's very tough to just sit and watch the games like you would for the regular season. It's very tough to sit there and just evaluate the the whole, I don't know, you can't evaluate by score. You can't evaluate by how many passes are complete when guys are throwing or dropping passes. You can't really go even with turnovers sometimes just based on some of the things that I said earlier. Likewise, with the defense, you have like guys like Rasco who were signed within like a few days. I was even kind of joking. I think it was, oh, oh, geez, who's the big guy that's wearing 69? He was just signed to. Oh, his name is escaping me at the moment, and this happens quite frequently. I apologize for the short memory, but I'm like, geez, I think that was the number Mahalik was just wearing on Friday, and like they print these guys' jerseys pretty quick unless they just gave them <laughs> the same shirt and just ripped the name off like it's on Velcro or something. The name on the back's on Velcro, and you're off to the very next guy the very next week, and that's just, I think, the way you got to look at it. It's very difficult to evaluate, especially the second-half performances. A lot of guys getting on and off the field. Uh, we didn't really see a whole lot of Ricardo Matthews. I did see Javon Hargrave. Like he gets out there to start the second half, and the guy's disruptive. I mean, look at that holding call. I mean, he just was manhandling the guard there, and he just couldn't. They couldn't hold him back. Uh, so they had to physically hold him, and then on the very next play, he was in there again. So I'm very excited to see a little more. That guy just looks so strong. He looks like. Um, Looks like he could just like push a wall back or or, or pull a truck or, or the airplane or something like those commercials with the strongmen. So, but ladies and gentlemen, I am burning the candle on both ends, of course, and I am beating a dead horse with all of this preseason stuff. Try not to get too disappointed. Like I said, the wins and losses now 
We're looking at, I believe, 13 of the last 15 in the preseason are losses. Remember, Mike Tomlin is sitting a whole bunch of the guys that really, really matter to this franchise and to winning games come the regular season. You just got to try to evaluate the individuals in this game, and you got to try and also place those individuals within the context of the team. So am I a bit disappointed in Flandry Jones? Statistically, no, I am not. I am probably more disappointed with Sammy Coates just not fighting for that position with the ball. I was very pleased once again with Jesse James up until he had missed that block, but you know what? That's going to come. Those are some growing pains. He's a second-year player with very... Uh, he had about seven games maybe of playing experience under his belt prior. I still think, though, that the Steelers are they are definitely hurting at the tight end position. I think the running back position, there's a lot of depth. I think the wide receivers will actually be okay, but it's anyone's battle right now. I don't think Sammy Coates is a shoe-in to step up and take Martavis Bryant's spot on this roster. For all we know, Eli Rogers can easily slide in, and we're going to see Marcus Wheaton playing on the outside. But then again, they move these wide receivers everywhere, and we saw this with Sammy Coates, too. Sammy's playing pretty much every spot, too. It's a lot on him. It's a lot for him to learn and absorb. So if there are some timing issues with route running and he's not used to being in certain spots or positions on the field, we don't know how many times that he's had repetitions running these same plays. So I'm still going to give him a pass, too. I was still pretty harsh on him on today's show. I still think he has a very bright future ahead of him, but there wasn't a whole lot of bright things to talk about in this game for the most part. I'm not too particularly concerned with speaking about some of the you know I hate saying it to camp bodies. These guys, they're on a roster right now, but this 90-man roster going to get trimmed soon to 75. So some of these guys are going to vanish overnight, and they're going to vanish even more as we get inching closer into September and the start of the regular season. But until then, folks, regardless of my excuses and disappointments, hopefully I've given you a way to think outside the box, try Trying to evaluate this mess, this Mike Tomlin and his staff have a lot of film to look at for the coming week until we get another preseason game. The final two will both be on the road. Until then, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be safe, be good, and then I will catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.